Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Amy. And this is Small Town Not Small Minds. Well, it is my 32nd birthday this week, and... Amy, it's her 33rd birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> that wasn't a joke? It wasn't. It is my 33rd. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. Um, so it was on Wednesday when this is aired. Yes. Um, so it's your birthday week, birthday month. Mm-hmm. Um, Gemini season. Gemini season. Oh my gosh. Alex sent me a funny meme <laughs> the other this morning, actually, and it was like a man... Who was it? Was it Will Smith? It was somebody smoking like a 20 cigarettes at once and it's like me dealing with a Gemini, which <laughs> I totally understand. So can, like, I don't know a lot about star signs. Um, I don't either. Okay, but what, tell me like tell the you, things about Gemini. Yeah. So what are the standouts? They're very like emotionally intelligent, okay. which again, you know, interesting from our lot previous episode talking about emotional intelligence. Like I like to think I have emotional intelligence, but I'm always blown away when people can outdo me. Right. Um, but that was really one. They're really intellectual. They like spend a lot of time like reflecting. Um, None of this sounds bad yet. I know, but I <laughs> like, think... Like, why would I want to smoke 20 well, cigarettes? I, think I didn't even... I just saw the meme. It said Gemini sent it to you. Didn't Okay. Know, I didn't, didn't know. read it. Just no. <laughs> I was like, okay, Gemini, send it to Amy. <laughs> um, but I think... It's really challenging because I think sometimes we can say a certain thing and do another thing. So it's mm, almost like... It's for you. It's almost <laughs> like... Yeah. It's almost like... I don't interpret it well because it almost can be like two-faced and I don't like that. So I think... Oh. Yeah. That's the symbol? There's... It's there's, twins. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. twins. There's like that Greek god. Um, and I feel that sometimes. So sometimes when I read astrology, I don't yes. really like it because I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Like, I think... Gemini's can be a little bit tricky at times. Okay, okay. So, like, they can say something and do something else, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm sure you can attest to that. And I guess when I said that's very you, I didn't mean it in like a backstabby, two faced kind of way. I meant <laughs> like you would, you just have that blender life, right? You're like, oh, this is like kind of, and then the next moment you're like doing the opposite of that. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> I know. I think one time when we were talking about dating and you said. You give out really good dating advice, Amy. You should take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. And I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think you should take some of your own advice. That's the like twin symbol, I think, okay. oftentimes. Yeah. But on a plus note for my birthday, I, as mentioned in our New Year's episode, this is a check-in point for me. I always mm-hmm. use my birthday as a time to self-reflect on that whole year. It's been six months since we like goal set for this year. Yeah. I've been spending a lot of time just thinking about like, how was 32? What did you actually learn in this? And processing that. And then like, okay, remember those goals you set in January? Are you still following through with them? I am being very green still. Like, so just things like that. Like I spend a lot of time. So specifically what, so you're being more, like you're being sustainable and you're feeling good in that. What Yes. I would say like just balancing my time. I can't, I wish I would have brought up my goal sheet here. Mm -hmm. Just like living my life for me, that was really important. There was like some basic achievable ones that were like renovate your basement. But like even in that six months, it's changed now. So just like looking at them, maybe changing some of them and then just right. 
going onward. Okay, my biggest thing is, you know how I have, like, synesthesia where I, like, see, like, gender in numbers? Okay. Um, I have, like... I hate threes more than oh, anything no. in the world. And now you're two threes in a I row. I know. And it's been the... I'm like, Alex, you're going to hate that whole year probably. <laughs> so I just hope it goes better for you than there, how I anticipate two threes being. That's really interesting. I do like even numbers, but my odd number birthdays have always impressed me. Right. Okay. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to ask you, since it's Gemini season and you have yeah. to deal with your girl Amy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, being a Gemini, what are some Deal of... Deal with, blessed to be with. Oh. <laughs> what are some of the best and worst parts as a place of self-growth for me? Oh. Yeah. What? I thought you meant like working, <laughs> like podcast. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. It's I was funny, like, your but... whole life? Okay. <laughs> Here's what I was thinking, and this is more like, I don't think that this is a bad worst thing. It's just not how I operate. So like, when we edit, I take like first round editing and I start on Tuesday and then our episode gets released on the Friday. And then Thursday rolls around and and there's just so much stuff left to do, but it's all on your plate. And it's really hard for me to be like, I'll just take half of like, let's go. And then you're like up until midnight and every time it happens, I'm like, it's like so last minute for me that I don't know A, how you're calmly going through it. <laughs> and B, like, I'm like, oh my God, like it, it's like panicky for me because it's like the night before and you're doing like so much editing still. But I operate so well under pressure. Oh, see, a like, deadline. I need a deadline, or I don't. Yeah. So that's like too close of a deadline. <laughs> I know we've tried to like get advanced before, and that's just the that's, thing that stands out for me. That's not even a bad thing. No, no, it's nothing to change. Yeah, yeah that's good great. though. Um, what <laughs> what's the best part of oh working with your Gemini? It's so much fun, Amy. You make fun (laughs) with everything. There's always a game, so creative, so many ideas. Like, you have just a lot of creative ideas. You make everything into a game, and I love games. I don't know. I think we have that really good balance, you and I. I think we balance well. But traditionally, Aries and Gemini get along quite well. That is true. Yes, it's a good pairing. That that was a really nice birthday message, actually. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a real gift. So, Not thank to mention you. the stones I got you that yes. are Gemini's. <laughs> Amy found her birthday gift like four months in advance by accident. <laughs> I was just more concerned. I was like, who's another Gemini you know? She was like, you're not supposed to see that. Why are you here so early? And I was like, oops. But yeah, they are being put to good use. I keep thinking of this quote, so I wanted to end it off today. It's on my favorite mustard colored shirt. And it says, it doesn't get easier you just keep getting better. And I honestly feel that with each age. So that is my birthday wish to all of you. Keep at it. You get better over time. Spend the time reflecting and processing and rely on your friends around you to help with that too. Like an aged wine. Yes, a fine wine. (laughs) Bisexuality. What is it? What is it not? Let's talk about it. Bi means two. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Bicycle. Yeah. Two wheels. Bicentennial. Okay. So like (laughs) half half of a century. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What are other? Bipolar. Yes. Bisexual. Tell me more. Okay, what is bisexual and what does it mean to me? Sure. Um, What I hear a lot is, what is bisexual if... 
pansexual also exists. Okay. So, so can you clarify again, pansexual? The best definition I like is from Schitt's Creek. Oh my God. Know, right? Yes. The scene. Explain <laughs> the scene for people who don't know. Yeah. So uh, Dan Levy is in the show and he's picking out wines. His friend, Stevie, is talking about like a date that he went on, but then he like does the metaphor in wine. So she's like, oh, I thought, I thought that you like, like red wine. Yeah. And so he says, well, I like, I like white wine, you know, I sample a rosé and he says, I like the, I'm into the wine, not the label. Yeah. Which is just so great. I just love that. No matter what is on the outside of the wine bottle, it's what's on the inside that counts. Uh, the thing about pansexuality is like the definition, like pan, if we're like going by that route. Pan. Fry pan. No. <laughs> but yes. But you know, like Pangea or... Pangea, yes. Yeah. So all like, all Together. encompassing, all. Yeah. So pansexual tends to mean more like when you're attracted to all genders, non-genders, sexualities, um, like encompassing all. That is like queer, right. not queer. Um, trans. Yes. It could be trans. Yes. You're attracted to the individual. Not the necessarily individual. It's just like gender doesn't necessarily matter. Okay. Where then bisexuality, it's hard because bi means two, right? So then right. people tend to say, oh, that means men and women. There's a lot of conversation about you're not being very inclusive then because what about non-binary people? Like me, this is how I identify as bi. I'm attracted to genders that are like me, so a like mine, and not a like mine. And that's the two, okay. right? So I don't say men and women, my gender, not my gender. And then that's more encompassing. Yeah. Does the label really super matter to me personally? No. I've seen things where it'll say, like, if you're talking to someone that is not as well-versed in all this language, you might say, I'm bisexual, because it's a, it's understandable. If you're talking to someone in the queer community or someone, like, if I'm talking to you, Amy, and you hear a lot from me, I might say, like, oh, I'm queer or fluid, and you would understand what that means. Mm-hmm. And maybe that fits me a little bit better because it's not as, like, rigid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think you're right. I think you're almost, the term bisexual is a little more accustomed, I guess, or like understood for everyone. You're such a good dater in terms of like connection anyways. Like, such a good dater. Well, like, that's why I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, girl, both. <laughs> I think in terms of like, you often are, are you know, promoting like looking, how's your connection together? How's your energy together? Use that word a lot. Like, how well do you spend your time together, your balance, your personalities? And, like, that's a really healthy way to look at it, too. And so I think for you especially, even though you're saying, like, okay, yeah, bisexual, but you're saying even, like, queer, I think knowing you and watching you, you know, go on your dating endeavors, like, you're definitely all about how you vibe with someone, as cheesy as that sounds. Like, vibe, energy, personality, balance, like matching your energies so I think I understand that I feel like I want to say as we're talking about bisexuality probably one of the most hurtful things I've ever said in the past it was that I didn't believe in bisexuality Mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to like say that and openly but I've had a discussion with Alex before that like years prior I didn't believe in bisexuality I didn't think it was a real thing because I think people are still attracted to one gender more. My opinion on that has really changed as I've learned more throughout this time. 
that is not the case. And the more I've hear from my friends who are queer and also part of the LGBTQ community plus mm-hmm. plus, mm-hmm. the more I'm like, oh, okay, like that opinion of mine was wrong. Mm-hmm. I can stand before everyone and say that. And the amount of harm and damage I would have caused individuals around me, including you, mm-hmm. is really tough. And so I've had to sit with that a lot. And so I think this episode is really important. Yeah. Thanks for saying that, Amy. I- you have changed and understood and learned a lot more, mm-hmm. I think. Which brings me to the next, like, bisexual myth that, like, bisexuality doesn't exist. It's just a phase where you choose, am I more homosexual or heterosexual? As it's just kind of like this waiting zone, you know? Which one am I? I'm just going to say I'm bi for now until I until I get to figure out if I'm straight or not. Yeah. Thing, I just love hearing people's stories. And yes. so, like, even for you on this journey, you being vocal about it, I'm like... Yes. Like, I'm very receptive. I'm listening. Yes. It's it's interesting because that's a common belief that I've heard. I think we do a good job of covering tough topics together because I will get defensive really quickly and you'll do a good job of, like, take a breath, okay, yeah. and now we can talk because sometimes I can get really, like, Mm-mm, like, bisexuality exists, that's it. Like, let's not <laughs> talk about it. Sometimes even talk. If I think about my own family, like, I have no one that identifies. It really is a minority in my life that I've mm-hmm. had to learn as well. Like the exposure isn't there. No. Yeah. And so it's like a learned understanding. And now I feel like I'm teaching my family a lot about it as well because they don't know either. I think I definitely full on come from a place of like, tell me more. I want to know more. Okay, hit me. Okay, so you're saying the oh. myth is exactly what I was saying is that bisexuality is not real somebody will pick one gender in the end yes and so here's my issue with people who say this myth including old amy is like well obviously this person may end up with a partner at the end and say they were a woman and it's like oh at the end they picked a man it's like i think the evidence points in that direction to be like oh i knew it i knew you were gonna go back to men and then that's almost validated for some people who right. don't understand bisexuality. like quote go back to men but think about okay right now us being single Are you picking who you're dating? It's like so hard out there. Do you know what I mean? I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to pick you. You're going to fall in love with me and we're going to get married. You don't just like pick any guy off the street or gal or cheese, they's and gays. Yes. Do you say Uh, cheese? Oh, cheese. I was like, I also like cheese. I would be in a relationship (laughs) with cheese if I could. (laughs) Um, The idea of picking, like I've actually heard a couple people say to me, wouldn't it just be easier if you just like picked a man and then wouldn't it be easier to marry them or have kids with them? Does that not sound like settling? Yeah, well, like, okay, these are your options. Yes, yeah, like these are your options here. Just take one. Yeah. Just pick one. Because it's easier. Which divorce are you dad with a vasectomy do you want? (laughs) Yeah, tell me about how that's easier to have a kid with. This was another one I sent you a TikTok on, which I think is interesting. It was like, don't you just hear when women call themselves bisexual, other people say, oh, they're just exploring. And when men call themselves bisexual, they're just there as a waiting place until they figure out that they're homosexual. And then the woman on the TikTok was like, it just shows us that the default is always men, right? Mm. Like a woman exploring, but she goes back to men. A man that likes women... Well, he's going to eventually be interested in men. That is, that is interesting. 
I think though there is a little bit of like if I think as a hetero female Mm -hmm. like if another guy is telling me like yeah I've hooked up with guys in the past before for some women that's an insecurity for them raised in this society it's also called biphobia okay there we go so I think for women that that can be really like shocking and like oh like especially if they've never dealt with it before and so like are you upset about it and a lot of the times the women would be like yeah and I was like but why and then they were like well that means he's done stuff with a man and I was like well you've also done stuff (laughs) with different men is he with you now like is he committed to you in this relationship and they're like yes and I was like then I think like that has more weight than looking at what is the issue like because I think the other thing is too is like They'll eventually leave me for the gen- like their gender that they oh, want. Oh, right? sure, I, like an insecurity for sure. I yes. think. I think, and having known a gay man who was seeing a bisexual partner, that was one of his issues. Was like, well, now I'm just competing with literally everyone, and he was like, I don't know. Like he could be wanting, like even though like these women are his friends, he'd be wanting to date these women too. I don't know, and so he was like, but isn't I the feel insecure. true for like if you're dating a man? And you have, like, friends that are men. Couldn't you want to date them? Do you know what I mean? Couldn't your partner say that as well? And for me, that's a red flag. If you are committed to a relationship with John. Okay. And you're friends with Jack. And John is always like, well, you're always with Jack. aren't Like, you could go, how do I know you're not sneaking around with him? Are you cheating on me with Jack? Yeah. That's an insecurity. That's a red flag. That's a jealous of a partner. Why does bisexuality need to heighten that Mm. i don't think it does i think that's i think it's an unfamiliar territory for some people that's all like i think even if i'm thinking of myself like i'm maybe not being super fair right now because i'm like okay if this this guy i'm talking to think about me you you know my values Mm -hmm. so i think it comes down to the person's values rather than my sexuality am i gonna cheat on them no that is not like i have integrity i won't be doing that regardless of sexual or not and i'm not all about that d or that v i'm about that person so if you're worried that i'm gonna cheat on you that's a different story why does my sexuality have to come into that i'm trying to present the other side i'm trying to think like if i'm really into a guy and he told me like i've actually hooked up with men i feel like one ex-boyfriend was kind of alluding to this one time and i was just like oh i wasn't bothered by it either i was like but isn't like that's that's but, like the root of like biphobia. But I do think yeah, and it probably is. And I think we're raised in it. Just goes to show how much we're raised in a heteronormative society. Because yes. I think it's just it's not even that you're scared of it. It's just like you're uncomfortable because it's the unknown and you've never had that situation. Why before. would you not want to date a bisexual man? That's like that's like a dream come true if you think about it. Because like how I say like when I think of dating women, all of these like heteronormative labels are not there. Well, a bisexual man would have that kind of mindset as well. You don't want to change your last name? Great. We don't have to. You don't want to get married, but you want to just live together for your lives? Great. That's what you want You're kids. You're just you saying like kids? they're just super progressive in terms of like Well, they live it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They live that. So a female dating a bisexual man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think. Do you know what I mean? You don't even have to fight all of that, all of the patriarchy of, yeah. with him. Because he probably... Has to fight it himself. Right. That's a good point. Fucking unicorns. Now I'm like already No, don't say that because that's also a thing. Unicorns? Mm Mm-hmm. Someone told me I was a unicorn once. But I don't know. I I don't know if I'm... Am I? 
What it means is like a couple, like a male female couple looking for a unicorn, i.e., a bisexual. Yeah, they were females. swingers. So yeah. They did. Okay, so that yes. makes sense. I was yes. a unicorn. Okay, so you're telling me you were approached by swinging? I was invited. I wasn't, okay. I didn't act upon it, but yeah. You just said you were a unicorn, so I was like, you were well, well, unicorns? <laughs> well, he was like, I asked a ton of questions with these swingers. I was right. serving them beers at BBJ, my summer oh, gig. Oh, okay, yeah. And they had come multiple years in a row. Then after, I think they were like, this girl's super interested. Right. <laughs> Which actually brings me to my next one. Okay. That, like, bisexual people um, are often seen as like hypersexual, promiscuous, always willing to like be a third, that kind of thing. Um, have you heard things like that? No, not so much. Oh, okay. You were like nodding, like you're like, yeah. Uh-huh. I was okay. like, I'm listening I'm to the myths because okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Again, I feel like your your sexual like your sex drive, your libido, all of that doesn't have to do with your sexuality. So just because I'm bisexual doesn't mean you need to like hypersexualize me. Yeah, I think maybe maybe I'm trying to understand like that yeah. myth. Maybe people are thinking that because it's like, oh, well, you can have sex with males and females yes. and everything in between. That's why you're a unicorn because you'd be perfect for a threesome because you're like into both. That's like where that comes oh, from. Oh, but like, are you saying bisexual people are a better unicorn than me who is like a heterosexual? They're asking if you're a unicorn, i.e. are you a bisexual oh. woman that wants to have sex with us? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, no, I'm just a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love horses. <laughs> That's good. Okay, no, I'm trying to say the hypersexualization of yes. bisexual people, I think, really stems from you being like, well, you can you can have sex with the entire population, right? Yes. So then I think that's why they're just like, oh, they're probably just, this is just one excuse for them to just go have sex with everyone. Okay, so I'll use me as an example. <laughs> Zero sex. Desert. <laughs> like, Zero sex. Yes. <laughs> So I think case closed. <laughs> Myth doesn't exist because I'm right. The last one was like, this was research done in the United States. And the last time they took data was 2018. More women identify as bi than men. Okay. Is that fact though? That's fact. And I don't know the percentage wise. I saw a graph and the lines were not even close to intersecting. <laughs> Interesting. I think. Intersecting. No, I <laughs> intersecting i think that has to do a lot with the acceptance in society it's so it's more broadly accepted for women in this current day and age to be like oh you're bisexual okay whereas Mm -hmm. a man coming out it's like oh you're bisexual it's like okay you know Mm -hmm. like people are a lot more judgmental on the male and this kind of goes back to sexualizing females again people look at that and they're like bisexual female so hot like into it right and you're like um yeah but you were probably like, I just don't want to date you. I think there's probably a lot more men who do identify in terms of that, but they're not openly mm-hmm. identifying with that. Yeah. That's an astute observation, Amy. I, how many times have you been at a party thinking like high school or university when you're like holding the, your friend's hand as you're like going through the crowd and things like that? And that's fine. And it's never seen as like homosexual. If you saw um, like a man pulling another man through the crowd, you're like gay. Like that's what people would say immediately, mm-hmm. right? Like you... Two men, women being physically close without people thinking homosexual. And so I think there's like a lot of that internalized homophobia where you like, maybe you are bi, but you're just haven't had that experience where you're like open to it. 
It's patriarchy. It's homophobia. It's so it's interesting. It kind of like makes me think about um, my like experience abroad. So one of the things I asked a hairdresser in Abu Dhabi was like, what are some like scandals that like Islamic women come to you with? And um, because the spas there are very separate, women can't derobe unless they're in a private closed door with just other women. Mm-hmm. Also, like they can't go out in public with another man other than their own husband. So they could go with their husband or they could go with a group of friends who were of the same gender. Now, these are Islamic rules, a society built around the Quran. She said a lot of them because they were had multiple wives in their families that she said that they actually like they would form these really intimate and emotional connections with women but it was so haram like forbidden that they would like be basically in love with their friend and it was super interesting to watch to the dynamic because there was a bit of a homophobic culture there but yet at the same time like men were so intimate and close as well when they walked through the malls they would link pinkies together and walk down the corridors of the mall like that Mm -hmm. and so it was just it was really interesting to kind of cross compare but yet built into that society was like a huge amount of homophobia Mm -hmm. more so there than here but then at the same time here like the physical space and contact is just like that is like the more forbidden thing here in Canada. That's true. Like even, even same in my travels, there are definitely countries where like that physical touch is so different. It's very separated here. We're very much like, I I see like a lot of like things. It's like very like English, right? Like very England. Yes. Right. But then you go, you go to France, you go to like Italy, you're kissing cheeks, you know, like the physical touch was so much more present than it is here yeah i, I def- hate it <laughs> you you hate the physical touch or you like I, you know i don't want to like, i know i don't want to do i usually it. give you a warning <laughs> this there's a story of me like when i went to france my cousin was friends with this family there and she was teaching during the day so this family took me around and they introduced me to their son and he went to kiss my cheek but i went the same way and we kissed lips nice ah, i love that <laughs> and then amy we went to the other cheek and kissed lips again but you know who made that awkward? You, not him, because he's like, what the fuck is this girl doing? Well, I'm here with these, like, and they didn't speak English, and I don't speak very much French, and they're like, this is my 16-year-old son, and I, like, kiss him on the lips, kiss him on the lips, and I was like, well, thanks for lunch. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I love seeing people go for it, too. But even in the Middle East, they would kiss you, too. Anyways, that's an interesting cross-comparison, like, societal context of where we are and maybe how bicultural is accepted. To say that there was not a gay culture group in Dubai and the Middle East is a complete fraud. Mm -hmm. There is, right? But they just had to be a lot more secretive and underground Mm -hmm. about it because of how dedicated the country was to Islam, the religion. So, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. This was a great conversation, Amy. Yeah. Hopefully you feel... I was trying to make a good pun. Uh, Bye better? (laughs) Bye-bye. It's It's time for Jar of Questions. Okay. says here... Ooh. It's a really philosophical one. How do you know you are making the right decision? It's a good whistle for someone who can't whistle very well. <laughs> I wrote this one, actually. <clears throat> yeah, we've talked about this before. 
Yeah. I don't know if we recorded it. I don't think so because I wrote it when I was buying my car. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't about the car so much, but I was like, because me buying the car, it was really easy to be like, this is something I could buy and sell again. But like when you're having to make bigger decisions, like where to move, should I take this job? You know, like, is this person for me? How do you know that those are the right decisions in your life? I, like, honestly trust my gut so much. But at the end of the day, like, honestly, the physical reaction of my body for anything, I, I like, I know what it feels like. And, and I don't love change. So lots of times I'll be stressed or anxious if I am going through a big change, like a move or um, a shift in a job or something like that. It's like I can separate, like, anxiousness of the unknown from like this is bad for you it's two different feelings i mean that's really important just like listening to your internal voice but also physically reacting like you mentioned that physical aspect sometimes i don't think i'm making the right choices and i still do it out of like curiosity or i'm kind of interested and i want to see what's gonna happen and so sometimes i think i know that something isn't good for me and i'll still pursue something I don't know why, (laughs) but I do think like when it has to come down to making a decision, I have this idea of like a picture of what I want. Mm -hmm. So I know in the back of my head, even if I make a decision that seems out of place or out of character or whatever, I'm like, I know at the end of the day what I want. So it kind of helps because I feel like I have this master plan in my head Mm -hmm. but maybe I'm not always acting on it and that's not necessarily a good thing (laughs) but I think when I when just with this question like how do you know if you're making the right decision I think you say it right like following your own intuition even if it's not the right decision and you're doing it out of curiosity right see I would say rarely almost never do what you do where I will like do something out of curiosity I don't like take the leap until I know I'm going to be okay. Um, And I don't do things like that out of curiosity. Um, But I like, I don't think it holds me back. Like I'm trying to think I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm like putting myself in bubble wrap. Yeah. It's like, and not that I don't have fun or it's like, oh, like, you know, like I'm I'm never going to be like, I shouldn't have one more drink because I want, like not want to, like something like that. I have, I'm slow to like make a change. And when it is, it's part of the master plan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, as you're saying that, I was like, oh, oh not me. No. <laughs> Sorry, situationally, it's so different from one to the de- one decision to the next. Like, if you're just talking about, like, food choices or yeah. if you're talking about buying a house, it's totally different. Yes. Because um, like, you have to you have risk assess. have ice cream? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're just also, like, risk assessing all of these situations yes. as well. So I'm like, this may be too general of a question. That I'm asking? No, because I think we're talking like big, big things. Yeah. Not like, do you get dessert or not? (laughs) Am I making the right choice? Yes. (laughs) But yeah, how do you know you're making the right decision? I think you just know yourself well. And you know, like you said, you know the master plan that's going on. And what you value too, right? Like what you value, I think, helps in the time and processing of making a decision. But I always, like, think before I do things. I'm not an act first, think later. I'm think first, act later. Yeah. Well, we'll turn it to you. How do you know you're making the right decision? Yeah. On the big stuff. 
the hard stuff, the big stuff. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. <laughs>